0: Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports, and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF.
1: Welcome into a Wednesday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Jose Tovar is going to produce our broadcast today. Um, Got a lot of good guests coming up on the program. Also, uh, if you got a chance, I I didn't want to give it away um, because I I did get to see uh, some early episodes of Swamp Kings, but now that it's come out, uh, what are your thoughts about it? Mine are very mixed, Uh, but I want to get what – I'll give you my thought process very quickly here. Um, A good memory lane piece, and I'm not saying this because of the person who was interviewed, but it's interesting that they only used one media member – who covered the team for perspective. You had a bunch of players, one media member. That seems kind of stupid to me. But that's what happened. And, you know, I think there were people that were afraid it was going to be a a hatchet piece, and I knew it was not going to be. But... It was more of a fluff piece, if you want to call it that, than I thought it would be. And, you know, when you don't mention Aaron Hernandez except, I think, one time in it, um, you I mean, you, I don't know. It, it was okay. It was fun. It certainly showed you the things that Urban and his staff did to you know get those kids to do what they did and how they did it and the assemblage of talent on those teams was crazy crazy if you looked at those highlights every time you saw a highlight it was a person who made it to the NFL it was crazy we'll get your thoughts uh high school football's cranking up this weekend we're going to start our uh, interviews of some of the coaches, talk about their teams. Today, it'll be Newberry. It'll be Columbia County. Also, Max Chadwick, Pro Football Focus, will join us, talk a little college football, and uh, Gator volleyball coach, Mary Wise, scheduled to join us as well. So with that, uh, we will take your questions, calls, and comments, 392-8255. You can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Uh, Will says, I want to know what you thought of Swamp Kings. Love to know what your experience was during the Meyer years. As a Gator legacy, I remember those years. What comes to your mind? Um, Well, Will, I I just kind of said it. uh, You know, I, I can remember this, sitting in this chair. When you went, back then, it was towards the end of it, but some Gator practices were open to the public, at the at the old you know practice area there, and if if you went to practices, uh, the coaches used words that were not PG. And I can remember people calling here and saying, "Well, I, went, I took my kid to practice, and they're using the F word." And well, that's as you could see by last night. That's how they did it. That's what they did. And I defended it because you were going into their house. If you didn't like the house, don't go in it. But that's how they did their business. Couldn't do that today. Some of the stuff they did, couldn't do it. But it's interesting that some people are making the connection, and I get why, of the assemblage of talent on the recruiting trail versus what Billy Napier is doing with assemblage of talent on the recruiting trail. I I understand where that's going. Let's uh, get a call here. James will join us. Hi, James.
2: Hey, uh, good afternoon, Steve. Hey. Yeah, so, uh, Swamp Kings, um, I just watched one episode, I'm not a big binger guy, I can't sit there you know, for four hours, I think there's what, four episodes that uh-huh. are out right now? There's four. Okay. Yep. Uh, I was thoroughly impressed with the first episode, got me hooked, um, I think, uh, I was laughing out loud on a lot of the things, especially some of Brandon Siler's comments. Um, mm. But, uh, you know, I wonder, I mean, again, don't don't give it away. I, I need to know what happens in the 2006 season. I, I haven't gotten that far
1: yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it's interesting. Uh, w- one of the things uh, that I took from it, and I'm glad it happened, um, I I actually wrote down, because I did it over a period of a couple of weeks, who I interviewed for this uh, people like Brandon Spikes and Coach Meyer and Ahmad Black, uh, Major Wright, all came on here, uh, and I'm glad that Brandon Siler uh, got his due because he was a very underrated player when he was here, and I think. The, the, the spotlight shone on him in this very positively.
2: Yes. And, and I, and I remember that specifically his reaction to, you know, meeting coach Meyer at the first time and kind of going over what, what urban wanted to do. And he was like, yeah, that's me. I want to do that. You know, yeah, I, th- I thought it was great. Um, I, like I said, I only watched the first episode. Let me ask you this, because at least in the first episode, I got this impression, but I'm also probably in the minority of Gator fans in this respect do you think this is going to shine a more positive light on Urban Meyer in the Gator fans' eyes?
1: Yes, in the short term. Because I think what, and, and I've said this many times, I've always liked Urban. I've always gotten along with him. He's been on this show countless times and will continue to be. He belongs in the ring of honor, in my opinion. Did he do some stupid things? Yes, but I think sometimes because of the way he left here and it just unraveled so quickly that as stupid as it sounds to think that you don't really recall the national championships and the talent he, he accumulated here, I think that happened. I think that, okay, the Gators won, but it was almost despite Urban Meyer. Well... <laughs> no, <laughs> they won because not just not just because of him but a lot because right. of who the who the head coach was and how he assembled that talent and how he got those players to do what they did so yes, I think it will shine a more positive light, and I won't give away what you haven't seen, but there are reasons I also will say that 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 will i think come out as you watch it.
2: Okay, and, and I started to see that already just with the one episode that I watched. Um, but you know, we do have to remember, and I think a lot of Gator fans don't remember that uh, he's not the only one to blame for you know how he left Florida. Um, you know, he, he was begged to come back. So uh, there's a lot, of, a lot, of, a lot more that goes into that decision and, and how that was left and you know support from athletic department that type of thing. So uh anyways we'll leave that at that. Um uh thanks Steve. I'm looking forward to the show today. Thanks.
1: Okay. Thank you very much. Uh let's see. Sam says thought the documentary was well done. Hoped a little more in regards to the all off the field issues but does bring back how good it was in Gainesville during those times. Uh Mark says loved watching Brandon Siler play during his time at Florida. Never knew much about his personality, only had a chance to watch episode one. However, after one, I'm getting an inside look at Silos' personality. I now know why Urban would always say, give me a team full of Brandon Silers, and I'll be a happy man. Yeah, uh, like I said, I, I, I think he's he was a bit underappreciated here, uh, and I think this helped a lot. Uh, Williams said, didn't mind not having the local media. In fact, I didn't need Pat in it. I sure didn't need Paul Feinbaum, who knows very little, not saying this in a disrespectful way. I've heard your view on that era. I've certainly heard Pats, Bianchi. You can keep going down the list. What I hadn't heard is how players really felt. And seeing all the unedited raw footage, I appreciated seeing and hearing something new. Oh, I, I don't disagree with that. I mean, that, that is the most important thing. I, I, let me be clear here, okay? That is the most important thing. It's not media. It's the players, it's the coaches. That's, that's the most important thing. My thing is, we're, if it was only me, I'm just saying, only having, and, and Feinbaum is not local. And there was, you know, they, they relied on basically two people to, you know, deliver all of that. And that's my only thing. Um, and he also thought Hernana's not being mentioned a lot was fine. Uh, the reason that story's been reported on a million times, Netflix already has a documentary dedicated to him specifically. We all know that story already, and most of America does as well. Well, don't we know the story of what happened with the championships? If that's your premise, William, then why show anything? I mean, it, the whole idea of this is to give the full story. And that was a part of the story. So I don't, I don't agree with you on that one. Twelve thirteen Time check brought to you by Hayes Chiller. We'll talk to the Newberry football coach, Edward Johnson, about his Panthers. Next, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WUF.
0: Anchored in the soul of Gator Nation and coming to you live from the second story of the CJC on the campus of the University of Florida. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM. W R U F
1: Southeast car agency 310 Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville. The place I have purchased my vehicles for years. If you're looking for a new vehicle, don't look here. They don't have any. They haven't since opening their doors 40 plus years ago. But if you are looking for the best in late model, low mileage vehicles with a wide selection to choose from at different price points, different kinds of vehicles, cars, trucks, SUVs, whatever. This is the place to go. You know, a lot of car dealerships now are talking about how they're selling used vehicles. Well, Southeast Car Agency has done it, again, since opening their doors, so they know what they're doing with great experience in doing that. You can go see them in person, Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville. Test drive the vehicles for yourself eyeball them for yourself, go online secars.com, you can check them out that way as well. But you know, when you go see them in person what to do, tell them Sports Scene sent you to Southeast Car Agency.
3: Mike Lester is the founder of Talon Wealth. I can't believe how much attention Talon's advertising has been receiving.
2: All I said was, I wouldn't sell my mother an annuity, and nobody should sell you an annuity either. So here's the thing, I was a very successful annuity salesperson back in the day. But I evolved as a financial advisor, as a fiduciary. I just don't know how, as a fiduciary, you can promote products that pay you a commission before your clients make a dime. So all of you out there pushing and selling annuities to your clients, explain to them, who's paying for your radio advertisements? Who's producing your radio show? After you answer those questions, then explain to me why I wouldn't sell my mother an annuity, that's all there is to it.
3: Mike, you pay for all of our advertising. I produce our radio stuff, and I work for Talon Wealth.
2: That's right, Christian, we don't have to sell
3: annuities to provide income to people in retirement. More at guardingyournesteg.com.
4: Advisory services through talent, private wealth, and SEC registered investment advisor. Lord, license D056341.
5: Ad paid for by Starweb Services. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. PowerPill allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $2 per pill? Call today and get 50 Viagra pills for only $99. This could cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us if you want Viagra at the lowest prices. Never pay $15 at pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $2 per pill. Call 800-707. 9440 today to save up to $500 and get 50 pills for just $99. PowerPill is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 800-707-9440 to take your call now. Call 800-707-9440. That's 800-707-9440. Again, 800-707-9440.
1: Hey, it's Steve Russell talking about the delicious food at Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. It's key lime shake season. If you've never had their hand-spun artisan dairy shake, you're missing out. Try the herb chicken burger, the house-made veggie burger, and my favorite, Florida-raised beef, the original Big Dick with hot fries. Walk up, drive through, or order ahead at DickMondell's.com. Open seven days a week at Southwest 4th Avenue and 5th Street. Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries, worthwhile, wholesome fast food. Visit online at
0: DickMondell's.com. We are your home for Tampa Bay Rays baseball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app.
1: High school football regular season cranks up this weekend. And as far as Newberry is concerned, the Panthers have opened up with their, it isn't cross town, but across the street rival, I guess, in Santa Fe High School with us is the Panthers coach, uh, Edward Johnson. Coach, good to have you, and thanks for doing this. Uh, Since we talked last, uh, talk about your team this year. What did you lose from a year ago? What do you have back? What are your outlooks for the year?
6: Uh, first of all, thank you for having me on, Steve. I appreciate it. it. Um, you know, starting off, we, we lost our lead and receiver last year, uh, Michael Moore. So, uh, you know, that was uh, a big production guy we're going to have to replace. Uh, and one of our senior leaders in uh, Bryce Russell. But, you know, overall, we only graduated four seniors. And, uh, you know, we have everybody back, and we're excited Uh, about the process and, uh, you know, where we're headed. Uh,
1: As you looked at summer practice and and where you're going, uh, are you satisfied with where you are now heading into your opener?
6: I don't think we're ever satisfied. Um, That's the good thing. You know, you always feel like there's more work to be done. Uh, You always feel like we can practice a little harder. But, um, you know, our kids are giving great effort. Um, You know, we can't fault them on that. You know, we're battling the heat and lightning in the afternoon, so it's been difficult to get on the field. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll go into Friday where we're at and kind of see. And, uh, you know, we had a good start last week, and, you know, we're excited to get going again.
1: I was going to ask you about last week. What'd you take from that?
6: We can be explosive. Uh, I think that was the biggest thing that we saw on offense. And, um, you know, defensively we're going to be tough. Uh, you know, our goal is to be the best defense in the state. Uh, we got the players to do it. uh, we just gotta make sure we're we're aligned right. We know our assignments and we attack the football.
1: You know how this goes when you're at a at a smaller school sometimes you know numbers can be an issue. Uh, are you happy with your numbers? Are you happy with your depth?
6: Yes, yes, to both of those questions uh you know we're sitting right around fifty kids on our roster right now um and we do we do have some depth uh we've created some depth uh, in the off season and you know our ones and twos you know are are very very talented you know either one of them could be a starter
1: we've mentioned this before uh you guys always open up you know with santa fe and you know sometimes rivalries can be you know bitter or uh, difficult and i'm sure it's been a little chippy at times but i i just get the sense this is a rivalry where both schools respect the other is that is that a fair statement
6: yeah, that's a very, very fair statement. Um, you know, I, I got utmost respect for Coach Szymanski and his staff and, uh, you know, just Santa Fe High School as a whole. You know, they're our closest rivalry game. Um, you know, it's always been a rivalry game, you know, going back however many years. And, uh, you know, they, they do. They, it's going to be a hard-nosed game. Kids are going to play hard. They're going to hit hard. But, well, you know, we're going to do it in between the whistles and within the rules.
1: Uh, last question. You know, when you play an opponent every year, And the coach is the same. Uh, Sometimes, though, you you change scheme. You know, you change based on what the personnel is. Do you see when you play a team like Santa Fe every year where you see them, you have tape from the year before. uh, Does that help in preparation or does that not matter in the big in the big scheme of things?
6: It it does help, um, you know, because you you get to see tendencies both ways, uh, offense and defense. You kind of know what their scheme is, uh, what they like to do, what they try to like, uh, what they try to do. Um, So it does help. Uh, Early in the year, not as much because you don't have as much film on them. You know, they could have changed some things in off season, but it does help. You know, when you got some familiarity with uh, the coaching staff.
1: All right, I'm going to end with this, my friend. Um, You had a pretty good year last year, so. If I said to you, what is an area of emphasis from last year to this year that you want to get better in? I know you could say every place and be an accurate answer, but if you had to, you know, boil it down, where would that area be?
6: Defense. Uh, you know, we we got a – you know, last year we gave up way too many explosive plays. Um, so, you know, that's been a focus all-fall camp. You know, tackling, being in assignments, and, uh, you know – eliminating big plays in the passing game. So, you know, we can continue to do that. Um, You play great defense, you'll win a lot of games. So that's been our focus.
1: Okay. Going to be Newberry and Santa Fe, uh, as they have done for a long time, opening up their seasons here this Friday. Coach, I appreciate you always. Thanks for taking the time. We'll get you back.
6: Thank you, sir. Go Panthers.
1: You got it, Coach. Thank you. Coach Johnson, uh, Newberry, really good guy. Uh, By the way, for those who don't know, uh, former Gator Travis McGriff, Uh, is on that staff. Uh, His son is the quarterback there. Uh, Had a chance to see Trav uh, over the summer and Coach Johnson, too. Uh, So wish them uh, a lot of luck uh, as they open up the season this weekend. Uh, We're going to talk with uh, Max Chadwick, pro football focus, coming up here, but we got uh, two or three minutes before we do that. 392-8255. You can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Uh, Mike says the documentary was a whitewash of a program that had a lot of darkness to it, protecting a future murderer, protecting a wife abuser, Urban leaving the program broken. I didn't get a 10th of the satisfaction I did for Spurrier's national championship. Urban's mental illness and before mentioned darkness took a lot away from the championship. Spurrier did it the right way. Urban didn't. Okay. Uh, I guess the question becomes, what is the right way? Lucas says, I watched episode one. Uh, those teams are why I became a Gator. Can't wait to watch the other three. I think you have to... Uh, uh, look at that time and understand there were certainly great highs and then eventually some lows. But I think, and I'm not, I'm not going to try to give it away if you haven't watched the other episodes, but this this place had only experienced that once before. When Steve did it and Steve did it, obviously, you know, almost every year Steve was here. They were in contention to win something. And, you know, when you win two championships in three years and if you win the SEC title game in 09, maybe go for three and four. That's pretty good. Uh, Steven says this past spring I watched Carolyn Peck get inducted to the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame deservedly so by the way she probably spent no more than 10 seconds mentioning her time at Florida what do you remember about her time here well I was doing women's basketball games Stephen, when Coach Peck was coaching here um, and obviously it didn't work out the way I think she thought it would and the way that Florida thought it would when she was hired she had won a national championship. So that was a big, on paper, get for Florida when she came here. I think the downfall for, for Coach Peck, she really aimed high. You know, Florida had not had a lot of, you know, big, big-time recruits. Carol, Carol Ross did a great job of getting really good players and coaching them up. They weren't five-star types. Well, when Coach didn't get the five stars, it wasn't the four star. It was the three star that came in, and it it just didn't work out. But she deserves to be in the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame as a coach, as a player, Uh, and she treated me tremendously. Um, When they had a a breakdown of tape, uh, she would always let me view it uh, so I would have a better broadcast – so I would understand what they were trying to do in scouting the opponent. And that was invaluable to me in the 13 years that I did women's basketball broadcasts with Coach Ross, uh, Coach Peck, uh, and Coach Butler. Uh, so again, I, I, nothing but respect for her. 1227, Time Check brought to you by Hey we're Going to talk some college football. Max Chadwick, Pro Football Focus, ESPN, 981 FM, 850 AM, WUF.
0: From the heart of campus, and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN, 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Hi, this is
7: Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Oh, they're just nice people. It's not a bad bad trip to the dentist like it was when I was younger. You know, that was a horrible thing, and, and now it's, it's, you go in and there are nice people there they talk to you, they don't hurt you. <laughs> this is fairly important to me. Yeah. Well, and
8: you look forward to coming here. It's not yeah. like, oh my gosh, I'm going to the dentist. It's okay, we're going in to see everybody exceptional dentistry. It sounds silly, but it makes a difference in the way you look and feel about things. So. It's not just coming to the dentist.
3: We
7: come see our friends. Exactly. They're the best. That's it.
3: This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com.
5: Here's the kickoff. And this game is underway. Can't make it to the game? This season, make sure you get the best at-home experience with video and audio from Electronics World. EW features big-screen HD TVs and projectors from Sony and super sound from Yamaha, Sony, and Marantz with speakers from Bowers and Wilkins, KEF and Martin Logan. See and hear for yourself.
9: Visit Electronics World in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net.
3: Scorching hot car interiors can cause devastating injuries or worse in just a matter of minutes. Take extra care in making sure your whole family is out of the car before leaving. Put your purse, wallet, or phone in the back seat as a reminder. If you see a child or pet locked in a car, call 911 immediately. Remember, there's no excuse for leaving anyone behind. Go to flhsmv.gov slash child safety for more info. That's flhsmv.gov. A message from the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. Juggles.
0: From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update.
3: Mid-level high pressure builds back into our area today, and that means hot afternoon high temperatures. They'll get into the mid-90s under mostly sunny skies. Heat indices between 105 and 110. We've got a slight chance for a passing afternoon shower, but they should be few and far between. Mostly clear skies overnight, lows tomorrow morning again in the mid-70s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski.
10: Blue 42! Blue 42! Hut!
11: Hut! Hike!
12: The Gators, the Utes, kickoff is eight days away, right here on ESPN 981 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF.
0: For the second time in 100
11: years of football at the University of Florida, the Gators celebrate as national champions.
0: The home of the Florida Gators. We are proud to be your home for Gator soccer. Spins
4: and fires! Gators on side!
0: You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators.
4: This is Gator soccer coach Samantha Bohan, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF
3: radio app.
1: Gators are 2-0 this year, under Coach Bohan, they'll face Miami uh, tomorrow. Well, we are finally going to start, in an abbreviated fashion, the college football season this weekend. And Max Chadwick from Pro Football Focus will come on and talk a little bit of college football here. Well, at least, Max, we we get to talk about some real games here coming up, although there's not a lot of them. Um, But let me ask this. Uh, we've all seen the preseason polls that are out uh, and all of that. Uh, is there a team in your mind that's not getting enough love nationally?
13: Ooh, good question, Steven. Thanks so much for having me on again. Sure. Yeah, it's fun to actually talk real football. Yeah, isn't it, though? All the realignment stuff that I feel like we've been talking about these last few weeks. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, that's a good question. I think – the team I would go for in that, and it sounds weird because they're still top 10 in the country, so it's not like they're not getting any respect, but I'm going with Florida State. Uh, they, they're number eight in the AP poll. I personally had them number four in, in my ranking. Uh, I think this is a college football playoff team this year. I really do. I think this roster is absolutely loaded from top to bottom. I think Jordan Travis, the quarterback, is going to win the Heisman Trophy this year. Uh, Jared Verst is one of the best defensive players in the country. Uh, And and they got superstars everywhere on offense and defense. So, yeah, I think Florida State, listen, I understand um, they they had a good season last year. I think they're going to take a step into being a great team this year. So eight is still very respectable. I'm not saying that, you know, it's not, but I I do think it's the top five team in the country right now. All
1: right. You know, I'm going to ask this. Where do you see Florida?
13: Florida, I actually think Florida is better than... um, They're getting credit right now. I don't know if I would... I didn't rank them in my personal top 25, but uh, they would be one of the schools that is probably in the top 30 to 35 range. I think Grant Mertz actually... Uh, had a pretty solid season last year as a constant starter. Um, so he, he, I think he'll be okay for Florida under center. They obviously have a really, really good run game, too, with uh, Trevor Etienne and, and Montrell Johnson. And defensively, I mean, they got some really, uh, really good players in that defense, like Prince Uman Umamiellen at edge defender, Jason Marshall Jr. at corner. Uh, this Florida team is pretty good. Now, of course, they play in the SEC, uh, so a, a pretty good Florida team is still maybe 8-4. and four, But I do think this will be a bounce-back year for Florida, and I do think they will surprise a lot of people this year.
1: You know, the team that uh, you better show me, and it's not Missouri, but it's Texas. They, they've just, with Sarkeesian there, there's all this hype, and every year they seem to fall on their face everybody's picking them to win the conference, and I get it. They've got a very talented roster. Are you believing this team?
13: I'm picking Texas to win the Big 12 this year. I don't think they're going to make the college football playoff like a lot of other people are saying, Um, but I do see a a world where they do make it because this offense, if it clicks, it's going to be nearly unstoppable. I think that receiving core I'd only put behind – uh, Ohio State right now is the best in college football. The offensive line returns all five starters from last year, uh, and a couple guys who are really, really young players, really talented players, like Calvin Banks Jr. at Left Tackle. It all comes down to, though, whether or not Quinn Ewers is, is the real deal. He was one of the highest-rated quarterback recruits ever coming out of high school. He looked really good against Alabama uh, for that quarter and a half he really played. Then he suffered a shoulder injury, was out for a few weeks, came back, and he was really inconsistent the rest of the year. So, I'm really interested in seeing whether or not his inconsistency was because of that shoulder injury or was it because he's just an inconsistent quarterback. So uh, if he's the real deal, though, I mean, that offense, and that passing attack is going to be really difficult for Big 12 defenses to stop, even Alabama to stop when they uh, play them uh, this season as well. So I see a world where Texas could be back and make the college football playoff, but I'm with you. You know, I'm kind of in that wait-and-see mode with them.
1: i got to ask you about Utah. Since Florida opens up with him in eight days, and I had Coach Whittingham on yesterday, and you know he was very forthright, surprisingly, uh, about you know where the quarterback situation was, and there might be you know a, a game time or a you know decision about you know whether or not his quarterback plays. Let's assume for the moment quarterback plays and is healthy. Where do you see Utah?
13: Yeah, that's a good question. It's interesting that you actually talked to Whittingham yesterday. I was able to talk to him a couple weeks ago, too, and I asked him about that whole quarterback situation, and he's told me, he's like, yeah, listen, it's 50-50 right now, whether or not Cam is able to go for that Florida game. So uh, Cam Rising, obviously, a really, really good quarterback, probably top 15 quarterback in the country. So I think it ultimately comes down to that. If, if Cam Rising is not able to go, I'm thinking Florida to win that game. If he is able to go, I'm picking Utah because I think Utah is a, a top 15 team in the country. Obviously, back-to-back Pac-12 champions. Um, still have some really, really good pieces, both offensively and defensively. So, yeah, I think if Cam Rising is able to go, I think I'm going to go with Utah. But it all depends on whether or not he's able to go. And whether or not he's 100% either, which probably isn't the case, uh, coming off that torn ACL in January. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's a major storyline for that game is, is Cam Rising and whether or not he'll be able to suit up out there for week one.
1: Um, I had an email here uh, from a listener, Max, and I hope I'm not trying to put you on the spot here because if you can't answer it, I understand. But he has a great question. His name was Mike, and he says, um, I've heard, Steve, your guest from Pro Football Focus talk about their rating system for players. Um, How do you rate uh, Graham Mertz, and what process do you use to rate quarterbacks? good question.
13: Yeah, it's a really good question. So I, I will put out there right now, I, I am not one of the people that grades, uh, but I do know what our system goes through. So we basically grade every single play um, on a negative 2 to positive 2 scale and, and 0.5 increments. So basically the best play you could ever make uh, basically is a, is a positive 2, then a negative 2 is like the worst play you can make. So Grant Merce um, last year, then we, we obviously averaged it out to make it like a 0 to 100 score and make it more digestible for everyone um, and then Grant Mercer is about a 75, I think he was, last year at Wisconsin, which is pretty solid. You know, it, it's really solid work for him. So, listen, I, again, like I said before, I think a lot of people are – kind of treating Graham Mertz like a, like a joke right now and because you know, he never really lived up to the hype that he had coming into Wisconsin. But I do think he's still a solid quarterback. I'm not saying he's going to be a you know a Kyle Trask where he you was know, a Heisman candidate all year. But I do think he'll be a solid enough quarterback that he won't really lose Florida too many games this year. So, uh, yeah, I think Graham Mertz is definitely uh, an okay quarterback and one that I'd be comfortable uh, having as my starter. Now, of course, there are a lot of other better options out there. I'm not denying that. Uh, But I don't think Graham Merch is one of these guys that you're like, oh, man, you know, he's he's a guy that can really cost us a lot of wins this year.
1: Okay, I'm going to end with a segment I used to do in my show quite a bit, Max. Buy or sell. Okay? So here we go. Yep. Buy or sell. uh, Bobby Petrino makes a difference for Texas A&M this year.
13: Oh, good question. I'm going to say... Buy because I just don't know how it could get much worse. Honestly, <laughs> uh, I don't know. They were they were in a pretty tough spot. Uh, I don't love the hire Bobby Petrino, but they have a lot of really talented young players on both sides of the ball. I think Texas A&M should have a bounce back year this year.
1: Buy or sell? LSU wins the SEC West.
13: This one I've I wrestled with for weeks. I'm going to sell it. I do think Alabama went to the West this year, but, I mean, it is quite literally a coin flip for me right now. So I'm going to sell it, um, but you can make a very easy case for buy.
1: Buy or sell. Georgia three-peats.
13: I'm going to – this is, again, another coin flip for me. I'm going to sell it. I have Georgia making the national championship game, but – I do have Michigan ultimately coming out on top this year. But, again, I, I think Georgia's roster still might be the best in the country. So that's another one where I say, listen, I, I, I think they very easily could do it, but I'm just picking Michigan to do it this year. All
1: right, last two, buy or sell. No SEC coach in football is let go after this season.
13: Ooh. ah I'm going to. I'm I'm, gonna
1: buy, I'm still, buying that.
13: Yeah, I think yeah, I think I'm, you know I will buy it with you. I th- I think that there are enough coaches that have done enough. Like, I don't think Jimbo Fisher is going to be able to be let go. Even if Texas a m has another disastrous year, that contract is so hard to get out of with the buyout. Uh, Eli Drinkwitz is the guy I'm looking at a little bit, but I think Missouri is actually have a decent year. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm going to buy that. I think I think we're going to have the same whatever 14 coaches, 16 coaches heading into the uh, the 2024 season.
1: All right, and this one, Max, does, is is a bigger crystal ball. Buy or sell? Because of the Pac-12's demise, the college football playoff will be drastically altered. By and I'm using the word drastically altered. Buy or sell?
13: I'm buying that. I, I think the the automatic qualifiers that they have right now is is literally cannot work with, with how college football is heading right now. So they they kind of made that with the idea that all these conferences would stay intact and stay the same and. That obviously, as we've seen this offseason, is not the case. So they're going to have to they're going to have to seriously make some changes to that college football playoff system uh, in order to be more fair to everyone.
1: Okay, good stuff, Max. And uh, I have a little fun today with that. I I did that quite a bit on my show in past years and haven't done it in a while. So that was a fun segment. Appreciate you as always yeah. coming on. And you know, during the year, we'll get you back. And when the college football season really starts cranking up here,
13: oh, I, so much, I, Steve, I really appreciate I, it. I
1: forgot to ask, where can people see your work?
13: Oh. Thanks. Yes, yeah, so you can find it at uh, pff.com, uh, on my Twitter, at Max chadwick DFB. And also, uh, I host a show called Preferred Walk-On, where I interview top coaches, top players, media personalities in college football. Like I'm interviewing a ton of people on that show, too. So if you want to search up Preferred Walk-On, wherever you get your podcast, and also on YouTube as well.
1: Okay. Thanks, Max. Enjoy your, enjoy your day. Thanks, Steve. You got it. Max Chadwick, talking a little college football here, pro football focus. Uh, okay. Until... Uh, Gator coach, Gator Volleyball Coach Mary Wise joins us we will have your email, your questions and comments 3928255 the email, srussell at wruf.com Jonesy says why is the value of the running back so low when he's so valuable on the field I think the answer to that is a complicated one, Jonesy but I'll try I'm not saying, well, first of all, I am saying this. The game has changed, okay? Oh, we do have Brian at 1245. Okay, sorry. Um, the game has changed, number one, where it's so quarterback-centric that it's taken snaps away from running backs, and the thought process is we don't run it as much, so you know we don't need to expend a first-round choice. And we don't need to expend the money to pay an elite running back anymore. I think that's that's the answer to that question, Jonesy. It's just that simple. 1243, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry because my producer is a sharp dude. Jose reminds me, we'll be talking to Columbia County's coach Brian Allen next, ESPN ninety-eight FM A fifty AM W I U F.
9: This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators.
1: You know, helping people who need help is really a good thing, especially when it's successful. That's the case with the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. They take your donations of your unused or unwanted vehicles of just about any kind. They take them and they have young men, young boys from troubled backgrounds, troubled homes, take these vehicles, refurbish them, and resell them. By doing this, they learn the real-life skills necessary to help them as they go on in their lives. It's a win-win situation. Don't forget, your donation is tax-deductible as well. It goes a long way towards helping a really good cause to find out more you can google boys ranch palaka or go to rbr.org to learn more rbr.org
4: this wasn't how patrick pictured himself in retirement instead of playing golf every day he could barely walk because of his severe knee pain
10: it hampered
14: everything because it hurt to walk around the golf course and get hurt to swing just pretty much for doing
4: anything. But the groundbreaking regenerative treatments at QC Kinetics changed everything for Patrick. QC Kinetics uses your body's own healing properties to help repair and restore damaged tissue in your knees, hips, back and shoulders. No surgery, no drugs, no downtime.
14: The turnaround's been amazing from where I was to where I am now. I've gone from a 15 handicap down to a 7 handicap. That's because my knees allow me to play golf like I haven't been able to play probably in
4: 15 years. Don't let joint pain keep you from doing what you love. Call QC Kinetics today for your complimentary consultation.
13: Call QC Kinetics
9: 352 400 That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in
0: Gainesville, Ocala and the Villages. 352 44550. College football is back. That's right, college football back, and so are the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can score two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly when they bet just five dollars on any college football bet. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use the code Patrick. That's code Patrick only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem?
13: Call 1 800 Gambler. In New York, call 877 8 NY or text Hope 467 369. In West Virginia, visit 1 800Gambler.net in partnership with Hollywood Casino and Charlestown Races. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 789 7777 or visit CCPG.org on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at Sportsbook.DraftKings.com slash MMA terms.
0: The Gators begin regular season play on the road against Utah next week. But right now, the Netflix series Untold Swamp Kings has taken Gator Nation by storm. At Florida Gator football, there's no second-place trophies. With the latest analysis and discussion.
4: Another Florida Gator has been arrested.
0: This winner or lose, praise or embarrassment. Keep it locked here for Sports Scene with Steve Russell and the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley on your home for Gators football.
5: This team had a chance to be so special, and we were so close to doing it.
0: ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM. WRUF The Dan Patrick Show weekday mornings at 9 right here on ESPN 981 FM 8.50 AM WRUF and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app And now more sports scene with Steve Russell here on ESPN 981 FM 8.50 AM WRUF And online at WRUF.com.
1: I mentioned the high school football regular season cranks up this weekend uh, in a program that has had great tradition and great success over the years, the Columbia Tigers. Their old-slash-new head coach, Brian Allen, now joins us. Brian, uh, I wasn't sure we'd be talking again, but here we are. So welcome and thanks yeah. for doing this again.
15: Absolutely, Steve. Glad you guys, guys had me on, man. I wasn't sure either when I left, but excited to be back.
1: Yeah, for those who don't know, uh, you know, tell tell the story. You you were you were the coach, you left, uh, then you came back. What went into all of that?
15: Oh man, well, I guess to begin, you know, never never thought when, when leaving two years ago that the opportunity would present itself uh, so fast, you know, to be honest. Two, where I was working, uh, was on a night shift, brutal, hadn't, hadn't ever done that in my entire life. But a great experience for me definitely uh, was a great opportunity. Just the 7.30 p.m. to 4 a.m., 4.30 a.m. It was, was extremely tough. <laughs> so, you know, after two years of that, you know, again, learned a lot. feel like I was successful with what I was doing there. The opportunity here opened up and, uh, again, didn't really even put my name in the hat initially as it started, although there was a lot of conversations from different places about doing it. You know, I, I, I just didn't. I first wanted to speak to my supervisors and bosses at the place that was, you know, and find out if there was going to be an opportunity in the near future to, to come off of that third shift and know that the fact that it wasn't, or something that was that was going to be readily available, you know, at that point, you know, I, I knew where I needed to be. Uh, but after long conversations and and back and forth discussions with, with coming back, you know, I, I I asked the good Lord for a sign. You know, it's crazy how people say this, but when it happens to you, you know that it's real. And, and had a kid from Lake Howell. I was, I was there from. 07 to 10 before I took this job in 11 had a kid that was a freshman uh, that ended up being a pretty daggone good player college and now he's playing in the XFL league and he texts me out of the blue one of, one of the nights that I was on night shift man and uh, I got a, I got a, I got messaged by this kid Tony Jones name played safety at Lake Albert was a freshman and and uh, you know after back and forth you know how you're doing pleasantries. And I just finally asked, you know, what what made me come across your mind after so many years of us not talking and having any type of conversation? And he's like, Coach, I remember being a freshman on the freshman field at practice, and something happened with you guys on the varsity field. And I was a defensive coordinator at Lake Howard at that time. He said, you came over and you grabbed me up on the freshman team. And he's like, he, he's too good to be over here, and we need him right now on varsity. like, I was home. Topping it up with some with some high school friends, and that conversation popped up, man. That was something that stuck in in my mind. You know the way you coached us, way you demanded us uh, for greatness, and you pulled me up as a freshman because you thought that much of me. And I said, if that's not a sign, I probably should be doing this thing, man. Nothing is. So i kind of after that conver- after that happened, and again back and forth conversations with the people in the respective places to get me back here. I finally decided upon upon coming back, man.
1: Uh, did you miss it?
15: Well, I'll, I'll be honest. Year one, not so much. And I think probably probably because of the job and the demand of the job that I was at, I, I didn't. And I made several games year one, but but I missed it. just being a fan and watching it. Year two went to the Buhls game, ironically, the one that we're about to play this <laughs> week. Yeah. <laughs> went to that game last year, man, and I sat in the stands. The first year, I didn't sit in the stands, but because we were home, I could I could get in my lawn chair on the track here and, and get in the south end zone uh, corner of the track and, and, and watch it from afar. And, and, and it was cool year one, like I said, just being a fan. But I went to that Buchholz game, and I was in the stands and, you know, it just walking up the stairs over there at Citizen Field and the different people that had kids and and we're at the game, you know, just the conversations from them, you know, one in, one in your back, missing you. Uh, it kind of hit hard in, in the chest, man. And, and I knew at that point, I couldn't, I couldn't go back to any. So, begin to tune in every Friday night on the radio and, and listen, but that's when I began to miss it. That, that second year in that view host game, I uh, was really tough. And, and, and listening to it, it said on the radio each, each Friday, uh, I did miss it. But again, not thinking that the opportunity would present itself, but there was a, a longing for, you know, all the things that come along with coaching the sport, camaraderie with your coaches, team building with your teams, the relationships that are built. Definitely, definitely, uh, year two uh, took its toll as far as as far as missing it. So, when the opportunity presented itself, man, like I said, all things worked out the way they were supposed to, and, and here we are.
1: Tell me about your team now.
15: Well. You know, walked in walk into this building in March, and day one, about seven kids, man, in the weight room. And anybody that knows our program, after we come back from Christmas New Year's break, the first day we we hit the school, we're at our all season conditioning program. I'll have anywhere from eighty to a hundred kids in the weight room after school, from three thirty to five. And I walked in here, up uh, to, to, to about seven kids in the weight room. Wow! And I'm sure, I'm sure that. You know they had lost their head guy in January, and not knowing who was coming in. You know we had a couple of the former coaches that were that were here that are that are Columbia alumni that teach here that had taken over the weight program and and, and was and was running it because no one was was here to do it. But the kids, man, were a little bit of, of everywhere. And you know as as we got back in here, we got things rolling. Seven, jumped up to twenty five. Twenty five, jumped up to fifty to. You know, we're, we're back in our 100 mark now, but, you know, it was just hit the ground rolling, get the guys back in here, things we do in the offseason, you know, be, begin that before we rolled into the spring. And, uh, it's just been a process, man. Like I said, we all, as, as coaches, have our own culture that we're trying to, uh, incorporate wherever we are. And, and I absolutely have mine. So, so right now, um, and, and continuing what, what, what began in March. Just trying, again, to get our, our culture, back like the way that I, I like it. You know, everybody, like again, has their own. I like mine a certain way. And uh, it's been full speed trying to get back to there.
1: Final question. Um, Buholtz has a new coach. So, you know, I'm not sure what good, you know, watching Mark Whittemore's tape does. But uh, they're going to be good. So I guess you can, you're can you going to realize pretty early here uh, playing Buholtz uh, where your football team stands.
15: Yeah, absolutely. But you know, at the same time, uh, their head guy was the defensive coordinator, coordinator there with uh, as well. So uh, there there is some some familiarity there uh, from from what they did a year ago and what we ever see on tape last week against Wakiva. But he's he's not someone that the kids aren't familiar with or, or whatnot. He they, he'd already had a relationship there with the kids, but you can see it on tape as well with the things they're doing offensively and defensively. They didn't go live with with their their special teams last week minus PAT and field goal block, but I mean you can see they're they're well-oiled machine, uh, good coaching there. The old uh, typically always has some of the finer kids in that in that area, and it's it's no different this year. They have some Division One ball players, and then they have some good ball players that uh, good high school players that get after it. So you're absolutely right uh, from a standpoint that we're going to know right away. Uh, I think our our defense is is, is playing as good as uh, anybody's defense around this area, which makes your offense have to be better when you go through camp and (laughs) you go through summer and you're having to face one that's stingy and uh, get after it. So I think that's been beneficial to us offensively, um, having to go against that daily guys that, again, have speed and power and they fly around, that it prepares you for what the Buh- host's defense is going to throw at us Friday night. So, you know, I'm excited about being on the sideline again in a in a regular season atmosphere, uh, the jungle here at home. You know, the first game back, first real game back. So, you know, again, just just super excited as we continue to try to get this culture back the way uh, that I like it and get us back to uh, again my, my brand of football.
12: Well,
1: appreciate you, and I uh, wish you luck, Brian, and certainly we'll get you back as the season goes along. Thanks for taking the time.
15: Yes, sir. Thank you. Enroll, Tigers.
1: You got it, Brian. Thank you. Brian Allen back with his second stint at uh, Columbia High School. Uh, the Tigers, uh, always good. Um, and even his predecessor, uh, former Gator, uh, who was there, uh, did a good job there, too. Uh, that's a school that's always developed a lot of talent, and that should be a that might be, uh, you know, Newberry Santa Fe is going to be good, uh, but that that first game there between Columbia and Beals might be uh, the game of the week. Uh, okay, at the top of the one o'clock hour, scheduled to be joined by Gator volleyball coach Mary Wise. Then uh, we'll have the rest of the day to hear from you tomorrow. An abbreviated show because of Ray's baseball. We're on uh, 12 to one tomorrow, but we're going to welcome uh, Tom Hart from the SEC network tomorrow, talk a little SEC football, and uh, Trevor Sikama, one of our grads from Pro Football Focus, will talk a little national. Football League as we get closer to uh, the NFL regular season uh, cranking up. So that is what's going to take place uh, tomorrow. And uh, hard to believe. one week from tomorrow, uh, Gator Football. Cranks up. And uh, if you're just tuning in, we talked a little bit about Swamp Kings. I don't want to give away. You know, if you haven't watched more than one episode, I will not do that. Uh, but if you want to uh, tell us your thoughts about what you saw, if you, if you saw it, uh, good, bad, and whatever it is, we'll hear from you in the second hour. You're listening to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. I'm Steve Russell, back with our 2 of sports team.
0: Gainesville, W251CG Gainesville, from the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, ESPN 981FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Oh, yeah, you can feel
1: it. The hot Florida summer's upon us. And where do you feel it the worst? Well, in your vehicle, of course, unless you can reach over and dial in an icy blast of AC. If the air conditioning in your car isn't keeping you cool, take a ride and visit my friends at Dave Mays Automotive. And of course, AC isn't all they do. They can take care of your whole car, from brakes, tires, even engines and transmission work. And my favorite part is their honesty and work ethic. After all, there's a reason they've been in business since 1975. Take it from me, Steve Russell, there's no place else I trust my vehicle to. Located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive and online at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, they get the bugs out.
12: Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car.
16: New sneakers, fresh backpack, three spiral bound notebooks, check, check, check and the feeling of knowing you're ready to take on the challenge. I got this. Now that's empowering. Let Radiant Credit Union empower you with 5,000 bonus points when you spend $100 during the first 45 days of opening a credit card with us. But hurry, this offer ends August 31st. Visit radiantcu.org slash empowering to get started. Federally insured by NCUA.
8: At Charmin, we heard you shouldn't talk about going to the bathroom in public, so we decided to sing about it. When you UltraSoft is irresistibly soft and more absorbent, so you can use less. Enjoy the go with Sherman.
0: Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports, have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM WRUF.
1: Welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this Wednesday. Jose Kovar, our producer today, we thank you, as we always do, for taking time out of your busy day to uh, join us and talk a little sports here on Sports Scene. Uh, Hope you had a chance to hear Max Chadwick, pro football focus, talk a little college football with us, and a couple of the high school football coaches on with us. And now it's my pleasure to bring in the longtime Gator volleyball coach, Mary Wise. Their season cranks up here in just a few days. Mary, always a pleasure. How are you?
8: I'm good, Steve. You kind of emphasized that long time, didn't
1: you? I meant that in the best way, Mary. I hope you know that. Um, (laughs) uh, Let's talk about your team. Uh, I I know we talked a few weeks ago, and you were very, very high on this team. You've practiced more with them now. Gator fans had a chance to see your team uh, in an exhibition. But if they haven't yet, what are they in store for?
8: Well, I, I uh, back to that exhibition against Stetson that was on Sunday. Uh, Steve we had such a great crowd. Yes, it really, it's a fascinating time in women's athletics with a, with you know TV opportunities and attendance. Um, not often do I brag on another um, program, but I, I have to, the opportunity. You know, when we played at Wisconsin a year ago and had over um, that played in front of over ten thousand folks. It set, kind of set the um, the bar. It did set the bar. It was a new attendance record. And now it's everyone trying to, to beat each other. Um, I, I do believe um, Nebraska playing an exhibition in their football stadium, um, she, I believe it's next week, may set that record but, wow. um, that will stand for a while. But, but how it's just such an exciting time to be a female athlete and, and especially a female volleyball player because of Attendance And and t- television, as I said, our national championship is going to be televised live on ABC come December. But to our team, what did those folks that the great turnout that we had Sunday or those folks that couldn't make it? Um, you, you can't talk about our team without talking about our quarterback, Alexa Stuckey. Uh, as a freshman, All-American setter, uh, now in her second year, she does some really special things with the ball of uh, the likes you just don't see in college volleyball players and she's awfully special so that's the second contact but that first contact is anchored by our four-year starting libero ellie mckissick um from orlando so i think folks know ellie and and alexis and then it's about those point scores, whether they are um, on the outside. We start with A.C. Fitzpatrick, um, a Trinity Catholic uh, grad who went to uh, Penn State and transferred in, and she has had a really good year since she's she transferred in. But but Sophia Victoria in, in her senior year, those two, two seniors. We have six seniors. It makes my life um, <laughs> so much easier when we've got, we've got that senior leadership. Yep. So, um uh our middles we have the three perhaps four players in the middle and um really excited about their potential um we've got some work to do there just because of lack of experience but i know in time of if you watch a florida team you know we'll be able to block and we'll do that well um and then the, the player that i think uh folks that saw us play last spring we we scrimmaged UCF in in the Odom and again had a really good turnout for them uh Kennedy Martin she's six foot seven and as you know can't coach height and she just can hit over people her dad it's kind of cool her dad was a wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers and uh we're we're glad that she didn't choose football and we're glad that they had it they actually had all daughters um but um Kennedy is a, is a really unique talent. So I do think um, this is a group who is, um, I don't know who the crazy person who set the schedule up for is challenging, and it is brutal. But, you know, we're going to learn so much and have a better sense of where we are and come um, when we get to the SEC. Uh, well,
1: that, that person who set up the brutal schedule, uh, for those who don't know, three top ten teams in the first four matches in Penn State, Minnesota, and Stanford, but Mary, I, I, you know, as long as you've done this, I mean, I, I think that's great because you, you do get to know more about your team when you face better competition. That's that's the whole idea, right?
8: No question. Um, it just it's a balancing act because you know women's volleyball relies still so heavily on the RPI. So you gotta, you know. It's great to play those teams. You got to got to find wins as well. True. Um, you know for for NCAA tournament, but I rather do it this way. I think you ask our alums and ask them years later what are matches that they remember. And how often they will be some of those special non-conference matches? the certainly remember SEC championships, an NCAA tournament, no question. But beyond that, some of those big-time non-conference matches that are just so much fun to play.
1: Um, I've been really wanting to ask you this for a while, Mary. You've done well because you've been at Florida and you, you've been here. What are the biggest changes you have seen in the sport? from the time you arrived here to now?
8: Yeah, I, I love the question. Because of the popularity of girls' volleyball, it is now, it has become the, the number one team sport for girls in high school. Um, you know, that wasn't the case when we first got got here. It was, you know, basketball was the number one team sport. And, and now volleyball, is more girls play volleyball than any other sport. And because of that, we're getting better and better athletes Playing the game and they're playing it at such a higher level I know we've got folks in this community who's who maybe they know uh, young girls that are part of the club system and you go to these tournaments where there's a hundred and seventy courts in these convention centers and just you know the hundreds and hundreds of girls playing uh, any weekend anywhere and as a result we're getting better athletes Playing the game at a higher level, and that transcends to better play in the college level.
1: Last question for you: I always ask about the league, uh, you know, Kentucky, you, the favorites. But as you as you look at the the uh, SEC universe, volleyball wise, what do you see?
8: That that might be the other big difference um, since we've, we we uh, arrived. That was many years ago. Is just the the resources that have been put into volleyball programs throughout the league and that you see it and who they hired and and the facility upgrades and all and there's just you can't play a team in the league who doesn't have a great player there's just so much talent to go around and fortunately in a couple years all that talent can't go to Texas. <laughs> There's a lot there. Um, and boy, is the SEC going to get tough when when Texas and Oklahoma. And Vanderbilt. How about this, Steve? Vanderbilt. Yes. it's going to add start. a team. Yep. Yes. Now, unfortunately, they won't um, play until 25 because they have to build uh, a, a playing facility. But it has been the most convoluted, frustrating conference schedules because of an odd number of teams for years and finally come 25 the uh SEC volleyball will have an even number of teams i have no idea what the schedule looks like they have but, you know they're still working it through i imagine we'll probably have to go through some sort of divisions but when i look at the SEC and look at our footprint and, and so excited about the quality of the teams that are in the league the quality of the teams that will be coming into the league it, it is such a great time to be in this sport and in the SEC.
1: You know, I I admire this and I'm not saying this because you're here, but you know, for somebody who has done something uh, as long as you have, your enthusiasm is infectious. And I mean, it's, it's fun to hear you, you know, after all these years have the love for the game, you know, recruiting, you know, coaching the kids up. It's, it's really with all this negative stuff going on in sports, sometimes you forget the positives. So. From me to you, thank you for that, because that's refreshing to hear.
8: I appreciate that, Stephen. I know that um, the talk of the, the land is the portal and NIL and what that's doing to college athletics. But we just had a luncheon with all the, um, the coaching staff. Um, that, that's, that Scott had for us um, in the Heavener Center. And you look around and you just know that at the end of the day, it's about the relationships that this profession allows you to have with college athletes and seeing who they are as people when they come in at, at 17 and 18 and, and who they grow into as adults. That that part hasn't changed. That no matter what sport you're talking about, no matter what decade or decades for for some of us, um with all the changes good or bad to athletics at the end of the day it's about the relationships that are formed with your athletes that are that grow even stronger once they become alums.
1: you bet Gators open up against number 8 Penn State Friday in Tampa then they'll play South Florida uh in Tampa Saturday and then Stanford and Minnesota come up the following week, but we'll just worry about what's coming up this weekend. Mary, I always appreciate you. Good luck, and we'll get you back as the season goes on. Thanks for taking the time.
8: Appreciate it, Steve. All the best to you. Yep.
1: Thank you, Mary. She's great, and uh, she's been so kind over the years to be part of this program, and I had the privilege of calling some of their games uh, early on as well. Mary Wise joining us here on Sports Scene. All right, the rest of the day, it'll be us. If you have a thought of after you watched swamp kings I uh, want to hear from you you want to just talk sports uh we'll hear from you as well 392-8255 and you can email uh s russell at wruf.com 113 time check brought to you by hayes jewelry espn 98 1 fm eight fifty a.m wruf
0: cloaked in orange and blue and fortified On the campus of the University of Florida, you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
3: Medicaid covered many Floridians during the public health emergency, but now for many, that coverage may end. If you are in jeopardy of losing your health coverage, don't worry. You may qualify for affordable health insurance through the Federal Health Insurance Marketplace. Navigators are ready to help you find the most affordable coverage option. This help is always free and confidential. Visit us at coveringflorida.org to learn more. That's coveringflorida.org.
7: Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. One other thing that I like about Exceptional
14: Dentistry compared to other practices I've been to is it's one practice. From soup to nuts, whatever I need in terms of my dental care, I know that they're gonna be accountable and responsible to what services they're providing for me. Other practices that I've dealt with over the years, I felt like I had to triangulate, whether it be someone extracting and another person implanting. Here, it it is a one-stop party shop. You're going to get every level of care that you need in terms of your dental care. I've become a new person since uh, all of these treatments have started. I'm extremely pleased with the time and the money investment that that I've made into this.
3: This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you please visit us at exceptional that's exceptional
1: does your knee pain keep getting worse how about that pain in your shoulder or hip or back don't let them tell you steroids and surgery are your only options take my advice now and call qc kinetics hey it's steve russell QC Kinetics can make that pain go away with all-natural advanced regenerative medicine. They're helping people here every day with these amazing natural treatments that restore and repair damaged joint tissue. It's like turning back the clock. Regenerative medicine uses concentrated healing agents from your own body to stimulate that damaged tissue in your joints so they can work like they're supposed to, and there's zero downtime. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in this exciting medical breakthrough. Patients here are getting real lasting relief and are saying no to surgery and drugs. If you have pain due to injury or arthritis, this is a remarkable option you need to check out. And the consultation is free. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550. 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics.
0: From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The home of the Florida Gators. Sports scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 981 FM and 850 AM, WRUF.
1: All right, let's go to our clear sound audiology phone lines. John will start. Hi, John.
17: Hey, good afternoon, Steve. Uh, great interviews with all the you guys I wanted to call so bad, but I listened intently to wait and wait my term and now here here I am. Um, first off, before I get to college football, high school football in this in the in the city. Is is there ever been a proposal to build another, I guess stadium or whatever you want to call it other than citizen's field i mean i remember back when i went to high school and out the east side back in the 70s and that's where everybody played that still with it is as a mayor of polls ever built something more elaborate for, for the three schools
1: uh i there's been talk of refurbishing that um i don't know where that is exactly um there has also been talk of just you know, doing something else somewhere else. But where that somewhere else is, uh, I'm not sure of.
17: Yeah. I remember, like I said, I went up the east side, and I remember playing some epic games against either Buholtz and, east, and uh, Gainesville High. We played on Florida Field. Obviously, that's when they, they were on turf. I don't know if that's an idea that they scrapped on the heat, but that's back in the day, you know, when there were some, you know, really good um, – Gainesville high teams they had uh John L Brown and John al Brown there were some really good teams and and uh we used to, to go go watch a couple of games out there so that that kind of disappoints me that that the uh the city has never really you know moved forward on that
1: well, I think money you know where do you get the money from right uh who gives the money because it's shared by different schools right you know I mean I think there's some hurdles there uh not insurmountable um but you know it, it it's like anything else if you have been in a location for a long time there's tradition and you have to decide you know is it is it uh something you can redo is it do you need a new facility a new place if so how much acreage where do you do it how convenient right. is it? so is it so you know a lot of things to discuss
17: right so now college football, I heard your, 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 discussion with Max and then a couple of things I agree with him and some things I I'm questioning. So okay. So first off, I, I believe that Florida state's going to be better. Um, I, that, that game first game again, sell is going to be a, you know, a, a test for both teams where they go. Obviously, you know, if you lose the game, doesn't mean you can't move your back your way back into it. But I think that's going to be a big test for both teams. Um, as far as uh, a one thing that I disagree with, with all the allegations that's going up in Michigan, you know, I mean, see, they're, they're going to have to sit out hardball on their three cupcake games, but I think there's going to be a lot of distraction. I don't I don't see them, you know, making it into the playoffs, to be honest with you.
1: I don't think it'll be a distraction at all. Um, and, and I think this is, you know, it's it's Michigan is probably the poster school for how quickly fan bases can change because it wasn't that long ago when Harbaugh wasn't beating Ohio State right. that, you know, he can't beat Ohio State, he, they should let him go. Well, now it's switched, All right. I mean, l- look at the record that Ryan Day has at Ohio State and yet there's some people at Ohio State that are criticizing him because they can't beat Michigan
17: so you're, you're exactly right it's yep.
1: really changed i think michigan's loaded if they don't i if, agree
17: with you i agree with you but i just i i mean i there's a lot lots to to chew on for them i i think it's a taller if they, they come through it unscathed uh you know more power to them but i'm i'm on the power i, I don't think that they come out and, and make the playoffs so steve I, a great show as always and i'll talk to you later okay
1: appreciate you john thank you tony is up hey tony Hey, Steve, what's up, man?
9: Yeah, uh, uh, Ryan Day might not survive if he loses to Michigan
17: this year. Steve. He'll I survive.
1: Like He'll survive in this scenario, I think. They're really good. Now, you know, I don't know who the quarterback's going to be, but their wide receiver room is, I think, the best in the country when they're healthy. Correct. If they don't lose to anybody else except Michigan and make the playoff, he's fine. If they lose to Michigan and don't make the playoff, now you're going to have some issues.
16: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
9: hey, Steve, Stuart Mendel just came out with his predictions, a uh, pretty prominent national writer. has got the Gators going three and nine, Steve. Um, I got to tell you, based on national perception, SEC network people, I think Tequila Spikes had the Gators at four and eight. You know, if I'm Billy Napier – I'm starting to take this personal, don't you think? Because I'm seeing this as a little bit of indictment on me as the coach of this team, don't you think? Aren't you starting to take this a little bit personal?
1: I think any coach takes it personally, right? Now, I mean, there's degrees of that, Tony, but I mean, think about how you would feel, right? You know, you're you're coaching a team, and you know somebody says you're going to go three and nine or four and eight or. Whatever. Well, yeah, you. But the other side of the coin is, it is what it is, and it doesn't mean anything. It means nothing yeah. at this point. Yeah, it means nothing. So yeah, I mean, you sure. take that with a grain of salt too. And you know, I, I get it. You know, where as a coach, you can put it on a bulletin board and you can say, "See, nobody's giving us respect." Uh, I mean, m- maybe. Okay. But bottom line is that all goes out the window when you go out in the field on a Saturday afternoon that that's how it is
9: that's for sure hey Steve last night when I finished watching uh Swamp Kings, I just watched all four episodes um I kind of felt like uh much camp. remember at the end of the uh, Tennessee game when Maria Taylor's interviewing him on uh on the field and he says I'm I'm glad to see all these people going home disappointed remember that um I, I kind of felt that way yesterday with our rivals because uh they were all going to bed disappointed, Steve, because they wanted the palace intrigue. They wanted all the blood and guts and gore of that era, and they didn't get it. They were looking for that fifth piece. They didn't get it. Um, I'm, I'm okay with it. I understand where you're coming from and where some of the national writers are coming from, but uh, this was more about the football, right, uh, about the product on the field and what it took to get to that level and win those championships. And that's what this documentary was about. It wasn't about the Palace intrigue. Um, I thought Brandon Siler was a huge winner. I think Urban Meyer came off like a big time winner out of this documentary. Um, you know, I, I kind of found it funny that they really were trying to paint him in such a positive light that for that Georgia game, they kind of talked about it being a revenge game and all that, but yet they didn't go into the timeouts. So uh, they really wanted to not paint him in a negative light. I kind of found that funny, don't you
1: think? Well, I have a little different spin. Um, Mm -hmm. I I mean, look, if you're uh, not a Florida fan, would you have preferred to see a hit piece? Sure. Sure. Yes. But I think the way it was promoted lent itself to that. Right? Mm -hmm. When you you watch the promotion of it, it wasn't necessarily about winning a championship. It was about you know this person with you know, a second arrest in Gainesville, a third. I mean, so to me, it was almost uh, yeah. poor, poor promotion because that's not what you really got. Yeah, they,
9: you know what? That's a
1: fair assessment
9: there. You kind of did get the bait and switch. So I kind of. Uh, give you that one there, Steve. Steve, I'll let you go with this, man. Aaron Rodgers, I know you're not watching the uh, Hard knock stuff much probably, but um, if you're on Twitter and stuff and you see some of his uh, um, availabilities with the media, I got to tell you, man, I'm so impressed with this guy's leadership qualities. His leadership piece is through the roof with this team. The way he's taken not only Zach Wilson on his wing, but the way he communicates with Beckton and with the receivers, I mean – I'm so impressed with um, what he's doing uh with this ball club Steve and I'm telling man I'm 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 bought in man I'm 100% in man
1: Tony let me tell you what uh I was told by somebody who covered the Packers on a regular basis with Aaron Rodgers I think it's a fair statement to say you know like remember when he made his decision he went to California and he went in that chamber or whatever the hell he did, you know, and
16: so, the yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, that's not normal. That, that's not something you hear, you know, most football players say about how they made their decision. And he's been a little bit quirky in green Bay, but what he tells me is there's another side of him. And it's one of the reasons why he's so great is that if you poke the bear, if you poke the bear, watch out for the growl. And I think he feels he needs to prove something that, you know, yeah, Green Bay was great, but, you know, I can do this outside of Green Bay as well. And if that's the case, if that's his motivation, I'm right with you. That's going to be a good thing for the Jets.
9: You betcha, man. All right, Steve, we'll take care. Of the All day. right,
1: appreciate you, Tony. Thank you. 128, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry Boxing Gym. You are next. ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
0: If it's happening with the Gator Nation, hear it here first. ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM,
4: WRUF. Response to International Diamond Center's Summer of Savings event has been incredible. But this is it. The final days. You have until August 31st to take advantage of the year's most attractive offer. Get IDC's amazing value price and spread your payments over three years with zero interest. And as a special bonus, IDC will even cover your first two payments. It's incredible. And everything's included. GIA certified diamonds. All shapes, all sizes. Thousands of engagement rings, designer jewelry, colored gemstones, pendants, bands, bracelets. It's our largest selection ever or if you prefer you can get an instant 20% savings on all wedding bands during this incredible event take an amazing 20% off any wedding band but there's just one catch this spectacular summer of savings event ends august 31st at 6 p.m and will not be extended so hurry pick any item take advantage of three years zero interest financing and let idc even cover your first two payments now through the end of august only and only at international diamond center at celebration point on approved credit some product restrictions apply see store for details
5: Hey, Bill, is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako in Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it
0: was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to
5: anyone. Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality, warrantied work. With 0% financing available, visit M-A-A-C-O-Gainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street.
9: The school year is back, and no one does after school like Okito America. (laughs) Martial arts, Spanish classes, art classes, science classes, sports programs, and free transportation. Classes for ages 5 and up, Okito is an open learning environment. Locations at 6900 Southwest Archer Road, 7420 West Newberry Road, and now open in Alachua. Hurry, sign up at okitoamerica.com today before after school classes fill up. That's
0: okitoamerica.com.
3: The best way to protect your family from the effects of a hurricane is to make a disaster plan. In the same way you plan for your family, it's important to also make a plan for your pets. Making a pet plan ensures you know what to do for your pets when a storm threatens your community. You can locate pet-friendly shelters, find a list of supplies you may need to bring with you, and other information that can help you and your pets evacuate quickly and safely by visiting MakeAPetPlan.com. This message is sponsored by the Florida Division of Emergency Management, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station.
5: When you're clocking out and happy hours already started, but you're clocking out and happy hours already started, Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. Pick up Bud Light at your local convenience store today. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri.
0: From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update.
3: Mid-level high pressure builds back into our area today, and that means hot afternoon high temperatures. They'll get into the mid-90s under mostly sunny skies. Heat indices between 105 and 110. We've got a slight chance for a passing afternoon shower, but they should be few and far between. Mostly clear skies overnight, leaves tomorrow morning again in the mid-70s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski.
0: The the, the Dan Patrick
7: Show.
3: Dan Patrick.
17: I think we have to differentiate from hype versus
7: overcovered because the Jets are getting are going to get a monstrous amount of hype. The Cowboys are
0: going to be overcovered. Cowboys are always overcovered, correct? It's like, okay, what do we talk about? Dak's interceptions. I mean, you're not asking much out of Dak Prescott. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes, and you. Weekday mornings at nine, right here on WRUF. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 981 FM 850 AM WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators.
12: This is Scott Strickland, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app.
1: Tampa Mike said he thought he recently read or heard the city of Gainesville approve funds for some upgrades to Citizens Field, which included putting field turf in to help withstand all the games played there on natural grass, Uh, but maybe not with the GRU issues and cuts to parks and recreations. We'll see. They did this, they looked into this back in uh, last year, and I don't know there was talk about building uh, either onto that or another piece of property. Uh, it's got me kind of intrigued now because I, I kind of want to know where this stands uh, since it was brought up. All right, let's get some calls on the Clear Sound Audiology phone line. Box and Jim, hello.
18: Hey, Steve. Uh, I watched you on Channel 20 yesterday when you done the Russell report. And you were talking about this upcoming season sort of being special for you because it would be an anniversary, and yep. you put the zero on the right side, but you didn't have a number. Uh, I think I know that number. Can I say it over the air? Uh,
1: yeah, I, I can tell you. You're wrong, but and and I might I do that, that even if it's right. But okay.
18: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think that I think <laughs> I think it would be four zero. Okay. You're, right.
1: you're wrong, but okay.
18: Oh, is that right? Oh, but we'll wow. leave, we'll leave was, it at that.
1: Uh, we'll leave it at that. What else okay. you got?
18: Okay, Steve. Um, <clears throat> I think uh, he, uh, your caller, your guest, was talking about the Alabama. He was thinking uh, that Alabama might win the West, but I, I'm not sure about that. I, I would pick LSU right now. Of course, Georgia for the East, uh, naturally. But um, now, did Tennessee lose all that much? I know Hooker's gone. Yes, but, uh, they,
1: they, they lost uh, – Hooker. They lost a couple of their wide receivers. Yeah. um, And uh, I think they will drop a bit. Uh, Now, if Milton is is the real deal uh, because, you know, he has every physical tool around, but you know, he has had a starting job and lost it a couple of times at different schools, but he's got Josh Heupel, and that helps, and Tennessee's receiving room is still pretty good. So... We will see.
18: Well, right now, I would pick LSU and uh, Georgia and Atlanta for the uh, SEC championship game. Now, wh- I heard the caller a few callers uh, ago was picking, uh, or somebody's kind of picking Florida, 3-9 and nine and 4-8. and eight. Where is that coming from?
1: Uh, I think the caller said it was Stuart Mandel, uh, who's a national writer.
18: Wow. Uh, well, I, I think Florida is – going to be much improved over last year uh, I, I'm you know Graham Mertz uh, I, I didn't watch I don't think a Wisconsin game last year but uh, he's got a lot of starts and uh, I mean I, I feel better about him starting this year but I think Miller uh, I think Miller has a lot of potential there Well, he's uh, also, he's had an he,
1: ailing throwing shoulder so does he? Don't well, know, I didn't know that don't know what well, might happen with him
18: what kind of a third string quarterback do we have? I, you know, there's people coming and going in the transfer portal, and this, that, and the other. It's hard to keep up with them anymore.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're gonna—they'll release a depth chart here, because um, I mean, I, mm-hmm. we don't get to see practice, so you know, at least much of it. So he may be better, but uh, if I had to guess who the backup would be right now, I wouldn't want to guess because I just gotta see who's healthy.
18: I do agree with the caller. He said, if Rising does start for Utah then he's picking Utah. But, I mean, this is Florida on the road Thursday night. Out in Utah, they're not used to that kind of weather. I don't know what the elevation there is, but uh, I, I don't know. It's just I don't I don't like the way this game's looking and all. So, but anyway, go Gators. All right. Thank you. Uh, we will talk to John next. Hi, John.
11: Hey, Steve. How are you doing today? Good. I just want to say that, I watched two of the episodes last night on that Swamp Kings. Mm-hmm. Absolutely loved it, man. It was I was ready to run through a brick wall after watching those two right there.
1: Yeah, the, you know, it's... <laughs> one of the great things about something like this is that you get all kinds of different reactions. And the reason, I think, you want to run through a brick wall is because of what the players said But you know the outcome. You know what they did, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, if I knew I was going to win, I'd run through a brick wall too. But (laughs) but but I get it. I get it.
11: Billy Napier has faced a lot of the same issues that Urban Meyer was faced with when he first got there. Okay. Urban Meyer had to find a quarterback to save his job, right? Now Billy Napier had Kitna. Who obviously, he's not there anymore. That uh, Jalen Rashada, is that his name? Jalen Rashada? Jaden Rashada, been,
1: yep. He, who's going to be the starting quarterback he, at Arizona State, by the way.
11: Yeah, yeah he's been named number, QB number one at Arizona State. Both of those guys didn't make it on campus. So, you know, Billy's done, a, and his recruiters have done a great job of getting a number two, number three class together for the 24 year, right? If Mertz pans out to be worth anything, it's going to be the exact same scenario. You're going to have a, a senior quarterback with a freshman quarterback with all stars all around them. Well, that's how I feel, anyhow.
1: I, if you're talking about Chris Leak versus Tim Tebow, or you know, in combination of such, yes, if, is that, if that's where yes, you're yes, going, yes. Well,
11: yeah, you know, where we had a senior quarterback in Chris Leak and Tebow as a freshman. We'll have the same thing next year. Merch is a senior. Yeah, right. And, and DJ is a freshman. Yep, I know you what know? you're saying.
1: Now, will he be used in the same way? You know that? I mean, that, we don't know.
11: That, who, we don't know that. We don't know that. But there's a lot of parallels. If you look at it, you can draw a lot of parallels between what's going on now and what happened with Urban Myers. I think it was his second or third year.
1: We'll find out. You
11: know? yeah, I, I'm, I'm all pumped for it. I'm going to be in Utah next week. Cannot wait. Go Gators, D T H O Utah.
1: All right, thank you for your call, John. Uh, Tennessee Mike, hello.
10: Hey Steve, wanted to chat you up on the Swamp Kings and uh, play off your uh, Kyle Whittingham interview. You had a question for you about the 2008 season, but uh, so Rashad is going to start out there at Arizona State. Uh huh. That's not surprising. He no competition out there. You wouldn't think, right? You you don't you don't ditch Florida for Arizona State. I know there was money involved, but. Um, so he's he's so we can turn on the TV and watch this dude, huh?
1: That's what they said. So
10: yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Hey Steve, wanted to ask you about um, the uh, 2008 season. I was, uh, let's go Whittingham first. Um, we you know Florida um, lost at home to Ole Miss, and ol Oklahoma lost the Red River Shootout that year rivalry. I guess is the way you term it, neutral site game. Um, how did Utah miss getting put in the big game?
12: I have no idea. The,
10: the national championship season, two thousand eight. How did um, did Utah get shut out? You're
1: you wanting me to answer that top of my head.
10: Yeah, you, Utah went undefeated that year, beat Alabama in the Sugar Bowl, and America was treated to two one loss teams in the national well, championship game. I, I think I was. I think another answer to my question. I think they were still in the, in the uh, some Mountain West Conference. They hit, hadn't hit the uh, um, Pac-12 yet. I'm guessing they got the UCF treatment. They weren't invited to the party. But how does, as I just asked, how does Utah get shut out undefeated, and America got treated to two one-loss teams, I one that lost just, at home?
1: I think you just answered your question, right? No, I, mean, so,
10: I so so bad conference. And so so really, the UCS and the Utahs of the world, the small conference teams in those days, weren't invited to the party.
1: They weren't. They weren't going to go to the championship game. No.
10: Yeah, I mean, Utah finished undefeated that year.
1: Mike, I understand uh, that.
10: I know, but I didn't hear an answer to my question. Though. I answered your what? question.
1: I, I answered I the question. The league they played in.
10: Okay, so just they weren't. So they really weren't invited. They so they were really playing for Nathan Mike. You're year.
1: driving this in the ground. I answered your question. Let's move on.
10: I'm just trying to learn what, what happened. I just. Well, I mean, go, well, hey, I'm a history game? guy. Go back in history hey, and
1: look, Mike. It's simple. Go look hey, at the hey, schedule. Hey, hey, who see, they play. Hey,
10: see, let's take Let's take Florida out of it. Losing at home. How did Oklahoma get in the game?
1: I don't know. You're asking me to go back to 2008 and go back at their schedule, Mike. Stop it. I can't do that.
10: We had an undefeated team, Steve, that didn't get to go to the party.
1: Mike, do you have anything else you want to bring up besides this? Yeah, yeah. This?
10: Just, I mean, I'm asking you an honest I just, question. I just – Mike, thank what, you for your call.
1: You? I'm done. My God in heaven. <clears throat>
12: Byron, hello. <laughs>
16: hey,
12: Steve. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Steve, you know, uh, just listening to your, your last call man. It's amazing how how great football is. The playoff system, and uh, I wanted to say uh, yesterday and the other days we were you were right. You have been bringing up the changes in college football for years, and and I wasn't taking right credit from you. And when I brought up about the running backs, you were right. ETN played last year, but I think they were underutilized. But but you were right; they were there. And thirdly, on Mike and what you were calling Steve, I just want to ask you. In the 80s, when Russell and, uh, and uh, oh, Lord, Larry Battelle was here, and, and we started this thing, we were complaining about the two-game system. You remember the AP, and the whatever, UPI? And now we've evolved into this four-game playoff, and it's going to 12. What are people complaining about with the super conferences? Ain't this what you guys wanted? Didn't you want these, these great schedules? Is it that or is it the NIL? What is the real problem? Because, Steve, isn't college football progressing and hasn't it changed the way we want it to be? And if this answer that question, and I just think it has moved, but do we are we mad about the NIL? Thanks, Steve. Go
5: Gators!
1: Byron, thanks. Again, you're asking me a 50,000-foot question here. There were people, fans, who wanted more than four teams in a playoff. Part of the reason was that it seemed to be the same four teams or a lot of the same teams in there, and they wanted to have more variety in terms of the teams that were in there. So prior to the demise, the seeming demise of the Pac-12, you had the playoff expanded to 12 teams. That is going, if it doesn't change, they're at least going to revisit it because of what's happened. And then when you ask the question, um, what are people mad about? I think if you had 10 college football fans in a room and you asked them that question, they would give you 10 different answers, right? The, a lot of people, especially older people, don't like change. They're resistant to it. And some people don't like the fact that players of all sports now are getting paid through the NIL. So that's been a change. That's been a seismic change. And I think that and I think people also don't like old rivalries taken away. They don't like this whole going across country to play somebody. That's part of it too. But boy Byron, you're asking me to answer that question and yikes. I mean, you, again, depending on who you talk to, a variety of answers. Why didn't the 2008 Utah, t- oh, I already answered that. 144, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
0: Live from Weimer Hall on the campus of the University of Florida, ESPN, 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to
7: what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. When Daphne and I got married, and I've had so many problems with my teeth over the years, she just guided me right in here, and and, uh, they are truly wonderful.
8: There was absolutely no one else to go to but Exceptional Dentistry for him, no one else.
7: Since I had had my teeth worked on at so many different places in the world and so many things done, I had about Two-thirds of my teeth were bad, plus I had a couple plates, so he removed all my teeth and put in implants. So brand new again. This is this is more like having my teeth back again. Life is pretty normal. They're the best. That's it.
3: This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com, that's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Did you know that over 90% of male enhancement pills are virtually the same thing that's repackaged, redone over and over again? Why settle for the same old product when you can get something completely different? Something that takes male enhancement into the 21st century. Something that really works. Men, you need to try Noxitril, the all-natural male enhancement formula that will unlock your performance in the bedroom to a level you could only dream of. Try to imagine Viagra on steroids. Noxitril is so powerful, that's why it took years for it to finally become available to the public without a prescription. So call now and take advantage of our special Noxitril free bottle offered today. Oh yeah, we recommend that you use the Noxitril dose as directed. Think of your partner. We certainly don't want you to overperform in the bedroom.
5: Find out how to get a free bottle of Noxitril. Call 800-301-6924, 800-301-6924. Free bottles for a limited time, so call now, 800-301-6924, 800-301-6924.
3: The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing and always need to stick your fingers to test your blood sugar. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. Apply a discrete sensor on your body and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger sticks. If you are living with type 1 or type 2 diabetes and you administer insulin three or more times per day,
12: 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652.
0: Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Geaters. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell here on ESPN 1 FM, 850 a.m., WRUF, and online at WRUF.com.
1: All right, our final segment for today. Don't forget tomorrow, Tom Hart from the SEC Network joins us. Trevor we will talk NFL from Pro Football Focus uh, as well. By the way. Georgia running back Branson Robinson out for the year, um, who ran for two touchdowns in the national title game. He's out for the season for Georgia.
16: Let's talk to David. Hi, David. Hey, Steve. Um, how you doing today? Good. Good. I wanted to follow up. Um, Tennessee Mike has drilled that thing into the ground. But, you know, what I did is I pulled up Utah's schedule for 2008, and they were a very good team. A very good team. You know, they beat they some were. ranked teams. They did. You're I don't good. know who.
1: I know. I know they beat BYU because that was their annual game, and I think BYU yeah. was ranked. Uh, and I want to say they beat Michigan that year.
16: They did beat Michigan. You're okay. right. And you know, um, it's not to devalue them that whoever was in charge, it wasn't the Gators who picked their opponent to be playing Oklahoma. But one of the things is, you know, they won their bowl game against Alabama after we had beaten Alabama pretty soundly in the SEC championship game. And as a lot of people kind of believe that uh, you sometimes don't play quite the same once you've lost the SEC championship game. I think we we certainly have borne that kind of truth out. But we had an outstanding team in 2008. And I think that an unbiased look at college football would have put Florida Gators in the national championship game and they won. I don't, I I can't understand what's on his mind there, but whatever. No, I think, I think, I
1: think what he was just trying to bring up is the fact that there was an undefeated team that, you know, didn't get to, uh, to go there. And I get it. But once again, you're talking 15 years ago, and you're yeah, talking yeah. Utah not being in a power conference. They were in the Mountain yeah. West. So, and then, next subject.
16: Just, Terry Bowden had an undefeated team at Auburn that didn't get to go, you know, and uh, to the na- a national championship game as well. I, they're, they're not the first undefeated team to be spurned. So, I, I don't know. His point is there. Anyway, um, I'm hopeful about next week. And I – I just sort of think that Kyle Whittingham, who's a great coach, I don't see how you could go with a kid or you heal uh, that kind of injury to a quarterback that's a mobile quarterback, put him out on the field too soon. What do you think there? Say that again. I'm sorry. Um, putting uh, Utah's quarterback out there after oh. the surgery. Um,
1: I, I had Kyle Whittingham on yesterday Uh, the Utah coach, and I have a lot of respect for him. Uh, He's been there a long time, uh, mm -hmm. and I have respect for what his decision would be regarding Cam Rising. Uh, He's he's not a coach that strikes me as being, you know, win at all costs, you know, put a kid out there in harm's way. Uh, I don't see that. I think he and his medical staff, will make a you know physical medical determination uh as to you know what he can or can't do uh based on what information he's given. Simple as that.
16: Yeah. I'm looking forward to being out there next week. Are you making the trip? Not
1: making the trip. I don't I don't you get know? to go to away games anymore much. So um I'd love to. I've never I've never seen it. Um Maybe. but you know for those who are gonna go, they can tell me about it.
16: I'll try and give you a report, Steve. There you go. Thanks, buddy. thank you see David you.
1: appreciate your call um let's see here Daryl can you tell us which came first chicken or the egg in all seriousness can you recall a Gator football team getting this lack of respect from the national media not in uh in I don't want to say modern times that that that's not the right term but no I mean if you go back uh and look at uh the Late 80s teams, they weren't getting a lot of love. Um, If you go back and look at uh, Doug Dickey's teams, you know, uh, his his 78 team, certainly the 79 team. But no, I mean, Florida's had success, obviously, where you're not talking dire predictions of, you know, three or four wins by some people. No. Um, and Drew also brings up a good point here. In 2008, we using the BCS system, and that was computer polls, et cetera, strength of schedule. Uh, Utah's strength of schedule was 96th. Florida had 15, OU 27, and that's true. So thank you for that. Uh, B.B. says, uh, my interviewer had FSU number four, Gators in the sub-basement, so both FSU and Georgia are both living the football high life, while our Gators are not tough pill to swallow for Gator fans. On Swamp Kings, he says, one media member sounds completely ludicrous and bordering on unprofessional. Not the particular person. It's just that if you're going to have – I mean, Feinbaum was the other – but he wasn't local. So that's my only... You know, you didn't interview one football player, right? Uh, Given a choice, prefers the good and the bad, a poignant, complete look at history, less fluff. Uh, Both educate us. Uh, And he said, any update on your your interview with Lee Corso? I mentioned that yesterday. Uh, I think the chances of that happening are probably very slim. Um, I was told that his availability is very... uh, Uh, limited and probably uh, would not be able to do it. So sad because Lee's done it with me, you know, for a number of years, but it's like anything else, you know, traditions go by the wayside. Things change. Uh, That's, you know, kind of the way it is. Uh, All right. We got uh, three or four minutes here. I will uh, end with some emails, but I have time for a call if you have one. And again, a reminder, tomorrow, an abbreviated show, just until 1 o'clock, we'll have Ray's baseball for you. By the way, did you see uh, the baseball sort of verbal confrontation last night between the Astros and the Red Sox? And you know Verlander basically swearing at uh, the Red Sox manager last night. That was kind of interesting. Uh, You don't see that happen very often, Um, but it did last night. Uh, So uh, Cora was cursed at by Verlander, and uh, he, I guess, I guess Verlander had Cora come on the field and tell Verlander to hurry up when his device, you know, for the pitches was malfunctioning. That started the whole thing off. All right, uh, Elijah will be our final caller of the day. Elijah, hello,
14: Steve. I, uh, I'm just calling in, kind of bringing in. I'm a I'm an LSU fan. Uh, I've been working here in Gainesville for a couple months now on the buildings right there across from the campus. Um, I have to say, man, I think I think any spotlight to bring a program that's kind of been struggling the past couple years into the back into the spotlight. I have to say, I feel like some of the backlash, just from the Gator fans in particular, as somebody that's coming from an outside point of view, I think those teams were amazing in the early 2000s. I think there's a lot of negative light being shined on it, and I feel like a lot of it is coming from Gator fans. Nobody was complaining at the point in time that they were winning championships, you know? You're bringing in success and everything is fine, and I'm not sure what the all the negative clout coming back and looking at it now. I, those were amazing teams. Any team has struggles that they go through, or you know kids get in trouble. Last year, what was his name? Ventrell Miller. It, yeah. He got in some. Well, he got kicked off the team. You know, it, there's always. No,
1: it wasn't Ventrell be, Miller, but okay, it was Brenton Cox.
14: Yes, I'm, I apologize. Like I said, you know, not 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 that avid of a gate or a Gator fan, but. I think I think you know I think bringing that light back on those teams, those were amazing teams, and coming from an SEC West rival, I, I would say I, I I appreciate the whole program, you know. Well, having
1: gone through that, having been part of it, you know, as a media member, and sitting here and doing a show like this, I must tell you that there was a segment of the Gator fan base that was concerned about some of the off-field stuff. Uh, Now, look, nobody is going to take away championships and nobody will take the championships away from those teams. But my only thing in hindsight is the venom that some had toward Urban Meyer because of the way he abruptly left and, you know, where he left the program. And, you know, you can make the argument – the program has never really recovered since then, you know, to get back to where, you know, it had been for a number of years. But you're right. I mean, and just in terms of the sheer talent on those teams is just incredible to watch. Incredible. Well,
14: and, and all of the, uh, the, well, not, we won't say all of them, you know, but uh, a good portion of them went on to play in the NFL for however many years. I, yep. Brandon Spikes. You know, he was on the Patriots for a long time, and yep. he, was, he was a stud. Elijah. You know, that was a
17: good, good team.
1: My time is up. I appreciate your call. Thank you. That's it for Sports Scene for today. Join us again tomorrow at noon. Thanks to Jose Tovar for producing. I'm Steve Russell, ESPN, 98.1 FM, A50 AM, WYUF.